Hi, welcome to the CFO Squared podcast, chats about financial and financing optimization. I'm Carl Baker. This podcast is all about business funding, success, and strategy. We're here to help you know how to finance your business. We will also talk about other financial issues impacting your business and ideas to help you succeed and advance your cause. Now let's get into the next episode. Hi, everybody. Carl Baker here again for another episode of CFO Squared, chats about financial and financing optimization. I've done several episodes uh, over the past several months about financings, real estate issues, accounting, uh, startup business issues, et cetera. And we'll get back to that. Um, on this show today, I wanted to introduce myself. Haven't really done that. And typically, one shows their credibility and expertise by doing and by working with clients. But I still also want to uh, just introduce myself uh, to my audience, um, uh, not really to just simply talk about myself, but to add to the story to articulate why I do what I do. Um, like I said, until you work with a firm, and the team, you don't really know their expertise, but I still want to provide a, a background so that you can understand why we do what we do and from what basis we come from. I have, an, have a small small team that works with me in, in various capacities and you know, uh, eventually we'll uh, likely introduce them. But I wanted today to just talk about myself. It will seem like uh, as I was preparing some notes, et cetera, it will seem like an advertisement and I'm a little, I'll just be vulnerable, a little self-conscious about that. But again, I feel like if, uh, if you as a listening audience know who I am, it might add a little um, context and background as to why we talk about what we talk about and the advice we give, et cetera. So just hoping to add that insight and uh, thanks. Thanks for listening. Um, so what is my background? I grew up in Missouri. As I sit here today, I'm, I am in Missouri. I'm in Southwest Missouri. I have lived in several places, which we'll, we'll talk about, but grew up in rural central Missouri. Um, and that's important because in small town America, the local banker, attorney, and CPA is the local business advisor to the community. And that's really what I was attracted to. And when I was growing up as a high schooler, I realized that's really what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a business advisor. I wasn't sure if I wanted to be a banker or a CPA. Um, and to be quite honest with you, I started out my youth wanting to be a banker. Um, but for various reasons, I chose the CPA path. And I graduated from college in uh, the 1990s and quickly got my CPA license in the early 90s. I've had that for 30 years. Uh, I spent about 25 years in public accounting in Missouri. And long story short, I ended up in Boston for 25 or for 15 of those uh, 15 years of my career. I've served clients all over the country, touched many types of clients. Uh, I developed in the course of that time, I developed an expertise, obviously, in accounting, in uh, business processes, financial reporting, financial analysis, uh, financings, and, uh, and, and 
I'd like to think that I do a pretty good job of making the complex simple, helping people that don't think about accounting and financial reporting on a day in day out basis, helping them understand the issues and how numbers tell the story. After spending 25 years in public accounting, I really wanted to sow my entrepreneurial roots and continue growing. Um, to be honest, I was I had lost interest in auditing, uh, which has a very large compliance component to the job, and it's good work. It's just I had lost interest in that compliance component, and I really wanted to work on the other side, so to speak. Um, so I hung out a shingle to become a consultant, and I um, coined or I, I called myself an interim CFO and a consultant. Um, representing clients, helping them alongside, helping work work with them alongside them in the trenches, in the day-to-day operations, et cetera. So I served in, um, in the interim CFO capacity for several clients, and that was great work helping, uh, helping establish businesses, et cetera. I've also, in the last five years, I've worked with startup enterprises. I've helped companies on special projects. I've helped people um, uh, serve as an outsourced accountant, et cetera. And just in my in my career, as I have done all of that, working as an auditor, consultant in public accounting, and working as a sole proprietor accountant, I've helped pre-revenue business owners all the way up to several hundred million dollar enterprises in, in many different industries and uh, uh, have, have had the opportunity to touch many types of, uh, or, of organizations. And as I, again, to go back to the consulting aspect, um, just helping clients in, on an emergency basis with the interim CFO role, um, that's been great. And Wanted to give a few examples um, on a pre-revenue basis. I've helped several clients set up their processes, uh, set up some of their LLCs, um, getting their initial accounting set up, et cetera. Um, we're actually helping a, um, a, a manufacturer uh, get their processes set up. Um, they are, they, they have a huge inventory component and we've helped, we're helping, um, I and a, and a team member, team member, we're helping, uh, helping them get their inventory processes set up so they can understand the, uh, cost of their products and manage their inventory from production through the sales process. Uh, we've helped established I've helped establish businesses, improve their processes, uh, improve their closing, um, their monthly closing uh, protocols and and policies and procedures. I've had several instances where we've helped clients understand their financial reporting better and fixed some of their uh, errors that they have in their accounting systems. We've, uh, I've improved relationships, helped help clients improve relationships with lenders, um, improve relationships with boards of directors, and just really helped understand, tell the story. A lot there, but uh, just, just a, a quick summary of that. Fast forward to a few years later, after I have um, done public accounting for 25 years, done some consulting, uh, I, I continued to look at my roots and wanting to 
wanting to um, diversify, wanting to continue growing, learning, um, having different streams of revenue. And I picked up the idea of uh, helping clients in the, in the realm of, of commercial lending. Uh, so we'll talk about that in a moment, but also uh, as the course of time has gone by, we've also, my wife and I have invested in some real estate and uh, we're, we're, we don't have a ton of real estate, but we do have a few. We have eight doors currently. And uh, so we've learned a lot just navigating through that. What is attract? So let's talk a little bit about my commercial lending experience. What attracted me to commercial lending? Again, go back to the roots that we talked about, that I talked about early in the, in the episode. Uh, when I was a high schooler, wanting to be a business advisor, wanting to help businesses, and uh, I, I considered both the world of banking and the world of accounting. I initially chose accounting um, largely as a product of going through an accounting program, and they steer you through public accounting. But uh, going back to those roots, I realized that lending was in the in my subconscious, so to speak, and and uh, so it it. It seemed like a natural segue for me to apply my financing and financial skills to help clients in a different way. So um, uh, it, it was attractive to me, and I um, did some due diligence, looked into it, and I started the business a couple of years ago. So here I am now. Um, 25, 27, 28 years into my career, I don't work for a bank, but I'm interested in lending. How do I, how do, I do this? Um, and as I studied this, I learned that uh, uh, somewhere around 75% of all commercial loan applications are denied at, uh, at the financial institution level. And it depends on the size of the bank or the credit union. It depends on various other various components, whether it's um, a, a commercial mortgage or a working capital solution, but somewhere plus or minus 75% of all applications are denied. Several reasons for that. It could, it's not just that, uh, it's not that financial institutions are greedy or stingy. Um, there are just, there are several reasons. Um, it could be poor credit. It could be the, the lender's appetite, what it is they want to lend, uh, lend, uh, to the market. Uh, it could be a poor pitch, to be frank, in walking into a financial institution. The borrower could not, could uh, present their story in a uh, less than convincing way, so to speak. Um, maybe there's not enough equity in the, in, the, in the borrowing need. Maybe there's poor cash flow in the organization being, being purchased or in the real estate uh, property, et cetera, all kinds of reasons. So then what happens? Uh, does the dream die? Does the business owner not meet payroll? Do the plans get delayed, et cetera? So I'm sitting here learning about all of this. I don't work for a lender, and I'm, but I'm, I'm seeing through my due diligence process that there is a, a need out there for helping these people that are struggling to obtain 
borrowings to help them advance their cause, et cetera. So I learned about the commercial loan brokering industry and um, found that to be interesting and um, uh, decided that really was sort of inherently when I, when I, when I saw that opportunity, I thought that that really fits the bill for what I'm looking for. When you are a commercial loan broker, you're actually helping the client. You're representing the client in helping them achieve or obtain the best deal that they qualify for. Uh, we are taught when, when from the days of our youth, we're taught when you need a loan, you go to a bank. And, um, you know, you think back to when you were 16 and you're buying your first car and, and what do you do? You go to a bank and, um, that's just what's inherently in our, our background and our, in our experiences. And that's a, that's a great pathway, but it's not always feasible as you grow into business or in real estate invest investing. Um, it's not always the most feasible path or you may not qualify uh, or just for various reasons, it may not be the, the most appropriate path. So uh, in the world of commercial loan brokering, we are representing clients, like I said, to help them find the best deals they qualify for. And, uh, and so we're actually representing the borrower. Without that representation, a borrower is going to be tempted to go from bank to bank to bank to bank uh, and uh, look for a bank that may accept their pitch or have the appetite for their deal, et cetera. And uh, we just we're actually doing that work for them, helping them, guiding them, um, setting proper expectations, really just representing them in in helping them find that right financing path. And sometimes that path is evident and self-evident and, and easily achieved. And sometimes it takes some uh, some work to find the right lender that will that will help help them advance their cause. One other point about that, uh, that I was thinking about in, in this regard is managing expectations for clients, helping them understand that there are, there are options out there. And there are several factors to think about when entering into a loan. Um, very often when I'm talking to a borrower, the very first question they're going to ask is, what is the rate going to be? What, what's the interest rate? And we teach that rate is important, but it's not always the primary factor. There are several other factors. Um, that includes the hassle factor. How much information do you have? Do you have verifiable income? Do you want to be turning over your tax returns? Um, how fast do you want to close? There are some lenders that will close much faster than other lenders and they'll ask for less information and they may not be the most ex the, the least expensive but they will be the fastest and sometimes speed is more important than cost um, for for various reasons other things what are, what is the lender process um, I'm actually uh, working on a loan right now where the borrower uh, is is has has established the fact that what's more important to them is the timing of the credit score. When is their credit score going to be pulled? 
um, and that's important to them. So finding the lender that will offer a uh, a conditional quote based on uh, the asserted credit score is important. That might mean that they're willing to sacrifice uh, a quarter point or a half point in an interest rate in order to um, in order to meet that criteria of timing of the credit pull. Just as a as a quick example, other factors include loan to value. Again, we talked about process and um, and again several several processes. In all those cases, though, we'll help you find find the right path um, just by spending day in and day out working with lenders, knowing what's available, what the market is, et cetera. We're going to, to help people find that right path. We spend the bulk of our time in, in two primary areas. The first area, as, I, as you have gathered from these comments, um, we... We spend quite a bit of time in the real in the real estate area, uh, helping people find uh, competitive options. We have several people, several lenders in our network that are able to provide competitive options. Um, and uh, just a few examples: helping lenders, helping excuse me, borrowers um, uh, obtain fix and flip financing, and they don't necessarily have the best credit. In fact, in some cases, they have very bad credit. But if they're wanting to get into the fix and flip uh, space and make some money and improve the community's housing, then uh, we're able to help them find financing. We're also going to, of course, offer some solutions to help them improve their credit. But while they sit here today, instead of uh, doing that first and and um, uh, waiting until their credit is improved, we can simultaneously help them get started with their real estate investing and work to improve their credit. Uh, we're helping clients obtain lower payments. We're helping clients in uh, construction, helping them uh, develop properties in, in neighborhoods and um, in, in that sort of thing. The second area that we work on is in the working capital space, whether that is a startup, whether you are a startup enterprise or whether you are a business owner uh, for an established business, we're helping, helping people obtain working capital solutions. In all cases, I, I especially tell startups, but um, business owners and startup business owners, um, established business owners and startup business owners, um, you really have five options for obtaining working capital. That includes uh, personal cash reserves, number one, friends and family is number two, obtaining partners and giving up some of your equity is number three, although we call that a measure of last resort. It's the most expensive form of financing. Number four is term loans. That might include SBA financing or other. And then other working capital solutions that primarily include um, uh, collateralized or uncollateralized uh, unsecured lines of credit. And um, we're helping we're helping clients find find these solutions that that best aligns with their needs. Let me talk a little bit about myself, um, some of my other interests. Um, I'm a um, an enthusiast of of uh, U.S. history, particularly the Civil War. But I sp spent 15 years in Boston, so I um, learned quite a bit about the U.S. Revolutionary War, and I participate separately. I participate in um, 
the governing body of the USS Constitution Museum in Boston, Massachusetts, actually uh, Boston Harbor and Charlestown, technically. And that's uh, been a fantastic experience, but I really love reading about U.S. history. Other things, other ways I spend time, play a little bit of golf in in the summer when time permits, never enough. Um, I do like to sit on the couch and read a book. Um, from a family perspective, I have a wife that's an expert in healthcare administration and leadership, and she uh, uh, leads a, a team of individuals in healthcare administration, working for a hospital and um, and um, medical community, working in a hospital for the medical community. Our family is has a strong background in uh, military and, and law enforcement. We uh, think very highly of of uh, of, of the, those communities. Uh, no kids, don't have kids, um, but we do have dogs, and we uh, we do love our dogs. We are uh, a, a family of the Christian faith. We're not perfect, but uh, but we're just trying to do good work, helping people, and our Christian faith drives us in uh, in giving us purpose. Um, like I said, I'm I'm in Missouri. I'm specifically in Springfield, Missouri. And um, if if you're around and you're a listener of this episode in Springfield, Missouri, uh, reach out to me. We have a uh, I, I do host a weekly mixer. And uh, that happens on Wednesday afternoons and really just do that to uh, facilitate introductions, facilitate people meeting people, uh, people becoming friends, establishing relationships. And then from that, good things happen. And I just firmly believe that as as we get to know people, we learn about people, we then inherently like those people and we want to do business with those people. And we also are more comfortable in referring our friends and uh, fellow business owners to those people. So we do this mixer to, uh, again, just to, to have people meeting each other and helping everybody in the, in the community from in, in that regard. Um, starting to wrap up today, um, what, are, what are some final final thoughts? You've heard me talk about a lot of things. Some of it is in a, in a rambling way, but we've talked about, uh, I've talked about my accounting business. I've talked about my lending business. You can find more about those in uh, the website, bakercfoadvisory.com or infinitycomcapital.com. Um, infinitycom, C-O-M-M, capital.com. And um, I would just say, if, you, if you're listening to this and you're a business owner, whether you're an established business or a startup business, if you need some help with accounting, financial reporting, if you're um, getting past the startup stage and you're needing help setting up processes, et cetera, we can help. Uh, if you are a established business owner or a startup business owner and you're needing some working capital um, and, uh, and you're not exactly sure where to go, how to get started, we can certainly help. If you are a real estate investor and uh, you have either talked to banks and you're not sure if you're getting the best deal or if you've been declined at banks or if you just want to talk about what the options are what what are what should you as a borrower expect 
Um, I'd be happy to have a conversation with you. Um, some of the areas where we have experience in include um, single family home or apartment complex fix and flips, long-term rentals, again, in the residential investing space, whether it's single family homes or duplexes or uh, or apartment complexes, other commercial buildings. Um, we've, we've actually helped people obtain financing for raw land, um, et cetera. One of the value propositions that I think we have is that we're helping borrowers uh, obtain 30-year fixed rates, 30-year fi- fixed, fixed rates or 30-year uh, uh, loans with 30-year amortization, which will significantly reduce your monthly cash flow and help you uh, keep more cash in your pocket or use that cash in other ways. Many of our lenders also have a lower hassle factor. Um, and I think that's a, there's a strong value to that as well. Like I said, that's it. That's, that's me. Um, this may have seemed like a rambling and it probably was, and it also may have just seemed like the reading of a bio, but I'm hoping it gives a basis for our service. If you understand me and you understand why we do what we do and you hear it in my voice, uh, you understand the basis for why we do what we do. Uh, why we provide the service that we provide and the, and why we, um, why we provide the advice that we give and what the basis for that advice comes from. And we'd love to talk to you and assess whether we can help you stay tuned. Look forward to another episode. And, and as always, thanks for listening. And, uh, we, we do appreciate your time. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. This concludes the latest episode of CFO Squared Chats about financial and financing optimization with Carl Baker. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Leave us some notes or comments or questions by reaching out to us via email or phone number. Our contact information is in the show notes, and we would be glad to try to answer questions, take your notes, questions, and comments into consideration for future episodes. Until next time, signing off. Thanks again. Bye-bye.